0: Get paso, Winnipeg! You're tuning to Broken Headphones, Studio 393's radio show podcast on UMFM 101.5. Tonight on the show, we have Ali Gonzalo, portrait, event, and editorial photographer, also a member of Rind Winnipeg. We have Dr. Monica Sinclair, local Winnipeg artist and PhD in higher learning and adult ed at Ontario Institute for Studies and Education at the University of Toronto. And we have Dill the Giant local Winnipeg MC, and one-third of the hip-hop group Prepeat. We will also be hearing live music performance by Dill himself, so stay tuned, folks. It's going to be an exciting show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, you're listening to UMFM 101.5, Broken Headphones Podcast. We're here with Ali Gonzalo first. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me here. No problem. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, of course. Um, How's your day going? Uh pretty busy day today. Yeah. My mother graduated
1: from high school today. There's so a lot I of graduations in there. So
0: yeah. Word. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's good to have you. Yeah. As we said, um I guess my first question to mm-hmm. you is uh so I know that you're a photographer. Yes, I am. Heavy involved in photography. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh just want to know uh how did you get? In, how did you uh, start your career in yeah. photography? Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, when I was in university, during my last year, a couple of friends of mine saw the photos that I was that took from a field trip, and they were like, "Hey, you have an eye for photography. Why don't you become a part of our organization?" I was like, uh, "Okay, if you think so." So it's uh, so what I did. So I was self-taught for a couple of years uh, after finishing university. Then I immigrated here to Winnipeg back in June 2016. So that makes it uh, three years and four days now wow. since I immigrated here. Yeah, cool, and then yeah. I went to photography school,
0: and uh, yeah, just been enjoying it ever since. Was it um, was it a passion that you were automatically attracted to, or did it take some time? To uh, it took a while. It took a while.
1: When I was mostly a, a street photographer and landscape photographer because I did not want to interact with people. Uh, but when I was in photography school, I had a challenge for myself where I wanted to f- take photos of people uh, because that was not my strong suit. And I did it. I aimed to photograph about six people only. I ended up photographing 12, and discovered that I actually am good at this, and I <laughs> like doing this. So yeah, now I like photographing people.
0: Was it scary? <laughs> Was it scary doing the whole like street photography thing? Because I know that uh, when you know sometimes when you take random pictures yeah. of people, they have like, "Hey, don't take a picture right. of me," or like, you know what I mean? No, exactly. I g- exactly
1: know what you mean. I am a non-confrontational person, so the way yeah. I do street photography is more of like observational, very slice of life. I don't want to influence. Um, the scenario that I'm in. Because I want to be authentic. I want to show the authentic um, scene that I'm photographing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you feel like... If you let someone know that you're taking a picture, it might not be tur- turn out the way that you originally Exactly.
1: Had. Yeah, yeah. I want to portray it as real as possible. And when they see me, uh, and then when they see me that I took the photo, I just sm- mm. smile back mm. and then ask them, hey, is it okay that I took your photo? If they don't want it, of course, I'll delete it. Mm. Right? You know, consent matters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and also says mm-hmm. on your uh, Insta bio that yeah. you're uh, an event photographer yes as I well am. as portrait and stuff. Yes, I am. Um, yes, I am. So how did you. Tr- did you transition more from street photography to, like, portraits and events, yeah. or are you still doing all three?
1: Uh, I do pretty much a good amount of all things. I I consider myself uh, I specialize in portrait photography, but I know that you know not ne- the money does doesn't necessarily come from just that alone. So I want to you know um make my portfolio diverse. Mm. Uh, I now am actually the photo team lead for Pride Winnipeg, and this will cool. be my second year photographing for Folk Fest.
0: Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um. Would you say that um, you like one type of photography more than the other?
1: Uh, Honestly, I prefer portraiture more because it allows me to be more creative, whereas with event, not that it's a bad kind of photography genre, but it's more documentary style. Uh, but I'd like to consider that, I, I'd like to think of it as a blend of portraiture and street photography, because you are photographing people, but you're not influencing the whole thing itself. You're yeah. still capturing the essence of an event, right? Yeah. And events range from like, it could be a wedding, it could be a birthday, could be just a little family gathering. It could be anything, really. So mm-hmm. I like that aspect of it,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so. What are the challenges of um, being a portrait photographer per se? Because you're you're spending one-on-one t- on one time. Absolutely. With with someone. Yeah. 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 And uh, I've I've done portrait photography. Yeah. And it And it's hard to like kind of bond with people. Sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I consider myself as a a fairly outgoing person when I need to be outgoing, so I take that as an I use that as a as an advantage for myself because I know I can make people comfortable in front of me, and I the way I see it is I put so much pride in making sure that my clients or my subjects or my models are comfortable because it translates uh, in the photo if they're not comfortable at all. Mm-hmm. So I always check on them. Are you doing okay? Do you want some Do you want some water? Do you want to take a break and all that stuff, because. I want it to be a collaborative process, and I know I I acknowledge that photography. There's always a power relation there, with the photographer being the person in power, quote unquote. Um, And because you know how it feels like when there's a camera in front of you, you always stiffen up. You 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 become very hyper aware of many things going around you. So you can act unnatural, right? Exactly. So I my pet peeve is like when when they say, "Oh, just act natural." (laughs) You know, I make my I try my best to make them feel comfortable without having to tell them, "Be okay, be yourself, be natural." You know, because it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think as a as a photographer, mm-hmm. um, do you think it's important to diverse yourself in different fields of photography? Like, not just do mm-hmm. like portraits, not just do Yeah, events? no, I
1: think so. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and the way I do portraiture is it not just like uh, headshot kind of portraits or uh, portraits that you find on LinkedIn. Um, I tend to lean more towards the editorial side of photography in my portraiture. I actually have this personal project about um, non-conventional masculinity, where uh, I I photograph men, or male identifying people, um, and show that masculinity exists beyond the stereotypical idea that men should be macho, that she, they should not show vulnerability vulnerability, and they should not show emotion because they never fit in that stereotypical idea of what a man is. But uh, I would like to argue that just because I don't fit in that doesn't mean I'm not, I'm less of a man. So mm. in, my, in that portrait series, portrait project that I'm working on, I show men in vulnerable situations, um, emotional situations, showing softness, showing that men can exist in many ways. And it's not just like one emotionally stunted version of what a man is. Mm. So that's how I choose mm. to like diversify the way of portraits that I do. I firmly believe in... Um, in representation, of course, as a person of color, as an immigrant, and as a gay man. I'm a triple minority, and it's my, and I never saw myself in the in the media that I consumed, in the photos that I liked. And at first, I was waiting for people to do that for me, but I grew tired, so I was like, I'm gonna do this for myself, because I, c- I don't see myself in the photos that I take, or in the photos that I like, so I'll, I'll take the photos and represent myself on my own accord.
0: That's a real one right there. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's dope, that's really brave, <laughs> man. Thank you. Um, would you say, it helped you a lot in your own journey?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't fit the traditional like, uh, notion of what a man or like a quote-unquote beautiful man is. I'm not jacked. I'm not tall. I'm not blonde. I don't have blue eyes. And I used to aspire to that because of my colonial background of like Spanish people and American people telling that. Mm-hmm. Brown, you're just brown people and you're just a little brown brother. It's like, no. F- and if I could swear, I would I would swear. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah. So I'm very proud of that because it, it's brought me... Uh, so far in terms of like, um, my acceptance of my body and, and, uh, uh acknowledging that whatever m- I look like, this body brought me here and it's keeping me alive and it's allowing me to create art. So I'm very proud of myself
0: Ooh for doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. <laughs> thank of you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to UMFM 101.5, Broken Headphones Podcast. We're here with Ali Gonzalo, our first guest of the night. Thanks for having me. Um, I want to get into this Ryan business. man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely good. Um, you know, uh, me personally, have, I've heard their name yep. mentioned around. For sure. And I've checked out your, Insta- uh-huh. your Instagram, your guys' Instagram. Uh huh. Um, but for the viewers that know, know Kay. what Rind is. Yeah. Can you explain to us what Rind is? What you guys do? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I could do that for you. Yeah. Well, um, Ryan is um founded by um, people of color. Um, uh, the founders, it uh, was Audrey Mercado and Brendan Galley. Uh, they. Re- they noticed that although Winnipeg's nightlife scene is, you know, is bumping, there's a lot of things going around uh, within the city. Um, we, ac- they actually didn't see that much events organized by people of color for people of color. And if there are people of color in those events, it's only just the token brown person, you know, or the like token the black uh, person, token indigenous person. Mm-hmm. And we saw that as something that's not good. We wanted to set up a platform. That is made by by people of color for people of color, and that's how Ryan came to be. Ryan's name uh, derives from like you know the idea of like a fruit with thick skin. Uh, you have to dig deep b- to get to the sweet part of it, but once you get to know us with our, our thick skin and all that, um, there's actually a sweet center that you can find. That's so a that sick was the name. That was a yeah, sick yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> very creative,
0: yeah. and it has like a, a message behind it, absolutely, which is important. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did how did you guys get together like? How did you guys meet? Mm-hmm. How did you guys come to this idea that, oh, we should make more, more safer spaces for people of color? For sure. Like more events. Yeah, well,
1: people. it was uh, uh, initiated by, uh, as, as I mentioned, Audrey Mercado and Brendan Galley. Um, and then they, and it eventually just became like, oh, I know this person who could help, and this person who could help, and this person who could help. So the members are uh, Noelle, um Sagar, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. We have Shanila Boodoo, uh, who is our graphic designer Noal is our what is one of our photographers as well by the way um, And then myself uh, one of the photographers as well. We and we also have had uh, Yoni Mahari to do the food for a couple of our cool.
0: events. Yeah, 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 and so um, So what kind of stuff? Uh, what should people expect at a Ryan event? What kind of stuff would there be um, um. if I were to walk in and I'm like Oh, I don't know what's going on like what would what would I, I say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, first
1: off, I would like to reiterate like, uh, what you said earlier, that we believe that Ryan's events, whatever we do, has to be um, a safe space, a safer space. We acknowledge that there might be um, lines that might have been crossed and this and that. And we, co- we acknowledge that we're constantly learning. We're not perfect whatsoever, but we're doing our best to make sure that everyone feels welcome uh, in those situations. Um, we like to consider ourselves as a platform for various art forms, for v- uh, for various art forms by people of color for people of color, um, so we have um, we make sure that we have lots of um, representation for from the Winnipeg music scene, the art scene, the food scene, and all that stuff. And uh, if if they want to know what to expect, they should expect to have a good time. W- <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> hope that answered I the question. I mean,
0: you guys—it's ins- very colorful. Like, yes. I love the colors. I love. Th- the the color scheme and oh yeah i i, yeah. I love it like the is that is that a part of the promotion too I like yes exactly yeah. it's it's very intentional
1: the way we set up the the quote unquote aesthetic of aesthetic rind exactly. um, it's very loud it's very out there because and the rationale behind that is um, all the, when you go to Instagram, go to Facebook, when you look at photos, it looks the same. It's like it's been taken by the same photographer over and over again. And it kind of is true to a certain degree. It's always like a handful of people always get the clients. Um, mm. And we were like, okay, how do we make this stand out? We are not going to use natural light. We're going to use hard light, hard flash on our photos to make them really stand out. We're going to go loud with colors and be be very unapologetic about it. Mm. You know, mm. um, Because, hey, if you're going to stand out, you have to stand out and be... Mm-hmm. And, d- and you have to do it right. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we really uh,
0: uh, hit our stride with uh, with our mm-hmm. with the way we branded ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the, if um, if someone were to start a group mm-hmm. that you know they have their own message yeah. um, behind and they wanted to start a group yeah. with their friends and yeah. stuff. What are some things that you can tell someone who's starting out in? For a sure. Yeah. Well,
1: first is first off is like. D- um, You have to know what your your skills are, and you have have to uh, be—you have to acknowledge that. You have to be really, really, um, really—you have to really come to terms with what you can do, and not undersell yourself. You have to know your worth because a lot of people will take advantage of you, especially if you're a minority. They're like, "Oh, you do this; you can do it for exposure." Like, no, exposure is crap. You have to be—if you know what you're worth—you have to ask for it, because. Unfortunately, this, uh, there in especially in the art scene, there's there tends to be some oversaturation, and so you have to know how to set yourself apart. But you also know how to, uh, and to to stand your ground when it comes to what you think you're worth, because it, you are worth what you think you are, and you have to empower yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they have. Any takeaways from Ryan, if they had to do something, it's just you have to own it mm-hmm. to really,
0: really proud of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And work hard, too,
0: of course.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. a
1: combination of all those things.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to UMFM 101.5, Broken Headphones. We're here with Ali Gonzalo, um, editorial f- portrait photographer yeah. from Ryan Winnipeg. Um, Ali, we're nearing the end of mm-hmm. our interview here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got a couple more questions. For sure. Yeah. Um, first question is where do you see rind in tenure do you see rind as something that is going to continue
1: i sure hope so yeah i sure hope so um ryan has allowed me to meet a lot of like uh fellow bipoc people and i've met so many artists through there and i've I, and my 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 personal um art has developed extensively through the help of rind um so i do hope and i do want rind to like last longer we want to have more events we have to be we want to be um, we want to continue developing safer spaces policies and all that stuff. and we want to continue representing and creating a platform that's
0: by bipoc for bipoc people. would you s- would you say you want to influence people that aren't a part of Ryan, either like other of ev- other people that are throwing events? Like absolutely., yeah. absolutely.
1: Um, we want people to know that uh, we want Ryan to become an example um, for like future organizations that want to put up similar things, and I want it to, you know, Show um, what people of color can do, and, mm. and, and and without being tokenized by white people. <laughs> I think that's pretty if important that's okay <laughs> to say, that's, that's, that's cool to say. That's yeah, cool to yeah say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: one last question sure. for you, Ali. Um, w- uh, that's kind of two questions, okay. actually. Um, okay. What? Where can people find your photography, mm-hmm. your own personal photography? Yeah when's the next Ryan events mm-hmm. and yeah what can we expect in the next for sure well yeah. Ryan is taking a break for now
1: okay because we don't want to burn out ourselves We want we when we do an event we want to make sure that it's like not half-assed we want to do our best with it right so mm-hmm. but if you want to find Ryan uh, our handle is Ryan underscore WPG and if you want to find my work my website is AliGonzalo.com that's a-l-l-y-g-o-n-z-a-l-o.com and my web uh, my Instagram is
0: Japes. so we spell that as j-h-a-p-e-s yeah, you're here, ladies and gentlemen. We've just interviewed Ali Gonzalo, uh, photographer and part of Ryan Winnipeg. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, man. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. We got more coming up. Uh, be back, folks. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, we've got Dr. Monica Sinclair
2: and Dale the Giant. Stay tuned. Yeah. Our next guest is a lyrical beast, having proved that throughout his past discography and also with his contributions to the brand new 3P2 and the collab EP RC3PO, which the hip hop trio released with Royal Canoe earlier this month. What's thank up, you, man? Thank you.
3: <laughs> Thanks, man.
2: Um, I'm good. How are you guys, man? Pretty good. Right. You, got, uh, you got a lot of stuff going on.
3: Yeah, definitely, bro. It's uh, It's been a blessing to say the least right now, you know? A lot of projects going off right now. A lot of things flying. How's
2: that? How do you handle all that? How do you like
3: balance uh, doing so
2: much at once? Personally, I don't. Um, I'm
3: very lucky to have a lot of the friends I have around me to like help me hold it down, kind of thing. Uh, the fourth quarter record team is like a great team of people, and like I said, I'd be, I'd be lost without them really. So, <laughs> I'm I'm learning to like get my head more around like a calendar and things like that, but. We're getting there.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so you're recording a lot in the studio with 3P. So, with most of our friends, uh, with anything, there's going to be that competitive nature. When you Mm -hmm. hop in the studio Mm -hmm. with BBS, Steve, and Egg, Mm -hmm. is there like any competitiveness that's going into it?
3: I mean, like with them, I mean,. It's like a natural thing. I wouldn't even really say it's like competing, but like, of yeah. course, we're all like, yeah, you know yeah, pushing yeah. each other mm-hmm, to like definitely. you know, be the best we could be and like get to those kinds of levels and whatnot. But like it's like it's like a very healthy. Like friendly competition if it were any competition at all, you know what I mean? Like how, y- how can you compete when everyone's winning, you know? So it's like it's pretty cool, but like we all try to push each other to like, you know, to get get on that rap tip So it's, it's been good. It's been good. You know,
2: is that the same mindset with like rappers? It's not three p like other people in the city um, You feel competitive I
3: mean, like Kinda, it's all like a healthy thing. Like if I think if anyone from Winnipeg's like doing something and like going going up, like it's a good, it's a win. You know what Duh. I mean? So like you should feel like you're helping, you know, facilitate that win in some kind of way, I guess. Like just even if it's like you're only nothing but your spirit is like, what's like helping that person or something. So I mean, I try to think about it as like, you know, we're all in here trying to do it. So like Duh. just, you know, fan flames, man, just fan flames, bro. So that's what's up. And if you're a fan first, then you know what it is, you know? So that's cool.
2: <laughs> so, with all these uh, these different projects you got going on, how do you feel that they've uh, like differed from one another? Like with the Royal Canoe mm-hmm. EP and, and what you just put out with Three P, and you have a solo yeah, project th- coming out right away. Yeah, I solo stuff
3: coming out too. So, I mean, it's it's all pretty different in that regard. Like doing the three, I've I've really been doing the Three P thing for so long, right? And then d- uh, we had the chance to branch out and do the Royal Canoe thing, which is pretty like obtuse, a little different and stuff. And um, I think we've all had like different, different kind of like tastes to try and like flavor out and whatnot in the past. So just now being able to like fully execute them that we have the time after finishing three, p- three P two and stuff like it's been cool, man. It's been like a really cool, exciting time just to like play with sounds and different textures and stuff like that. So like y'all, y'all see on the Dill demo or whatever, you know, when that drops, like there's some cool stuff on yeah. there. Yeah.
4: So you, you're working on uh, some solo stuff, Is mm-hmm. you get any, do you ever get any trouble balancing out what you're doing with 3P and the solo stuff, or are you just like choosing beats here and there and taking them for yourself? Or I mean there's
3: definitely like when a hot beat, like Steve cracks hot beats out like all the time, you know what I mean? So there has been times where it's like, oh I want that, like dibs, but like, yeah, you yeah. know, whoever's working in the studio is like usually gonna get what's there kind of thing, so mm-hmm. uh, just be like, you know, ready to get it and stuff, but like, yeah, sometimes it could be hard to like, you know, balance out what you want versus like wh- what you're what you're yeah, working with yeah. or whatever, but it's all a healthy give and take kind of thing either way, so Just spend the time yeah. getting what you want, man.
4: <laughs> so w- with your solo stuff, I noticed that next month you're lined up to do the, I'm sorry. Oh, good, bro. The Real Love Summer Festival. Yeah, man. And I noticed on it, the uh, it wasn't advertised as 3P, it was advertised mm-hmm. as Dill the Giant. Yes, yeah, so like, are we gonna see more solo gigs coming out? Cause
3: yeah, probably. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we all got in this like at one point or another to like, you know, fulfill those dreams, right? So like, you know, I'd like to rock a stage for myself one time, you know, and I hope Steve get up there too, and like Egg's doing his thing too. So it's like we're all gonna like rock some stuff by ourselves sometime soon, you know what I mean? And like keep the oh yeah, keep the brothers like you know pumping and going really. So we're all brothers with it, but we all want to do our own thing with it too, you know so yeah i'm I'm definitely sure you'll see more stuff from all of us soon, yeah
2: <laughs> if you were to like look back on like the history of Three Pete and Dilda Giant, how would you say that if you were to, like to put it into words how you guys have as a as a collective and yourself personally mm-hmm. evolved over the years, like in and what ways you've grown? It's all just been like a pretty natural
3: progression of things, I think mm-hmm. I mean some like. I th- like generally like guys are slower than girls when it comes to growing so i'm sure there's like <laughs> you know there's a couple different points where we maybe could have sped up on growing here or there or whatever but like that's life and like yeah. you just balance it out but ultimately like i think everything has gone the way it needs to go for the right reasons and stuff and like mm. everything's still growing and glowing you know so like i'm not sweating anything trusting the process every day have faith in it you know pray and shit like oh my bad but you know <laughs> <laughs> just like pray you know have faith. <laughs> Work yep. at it every day. <laughs> Eat your
2: Wheaties. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, do you look forward like with intent a lot, or do you just kind of like go with the flow and let stuff happen? Like, how mm-hmm. how planned and strategic are you with like? Um,
3: now that I'm getting older, I'm finding it more necessary to plan. So I'm learning right. like the value in in planning more and being more well prepared. So that's something that, like, I could say, you know, I'm growing into learning and whatnot that I didn't necessarily have before. Um, yeah, man. But for the most part, I take it I take it pretty day by day. Like, you know, uh, I go with the flow a lot. But, you know, ultimately, like, I have plans. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. as long as you got some plans and you kind of stick to them and work at them. And like I said, I got really good people around me who help, like, encourage that and keep the the focus, like, where it needs to be. So that's a big win for me, you know?
4: Speaking of plans, uh, this year is all, all well, basically at half, you know, right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what are your plans as you're pushing your solo stuff and three P? What are the plans mm-hmm. for rest of 2019, and what can we see 2020? Uh,
3: 2020, you can see us in Japan, yo. I'm gonna Japan. put it out there, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying like, yo, 2020 Japan, putting it out there in the forethought, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you already know. Um, and yeah, really just for like 2019, where we're at now, I'm. For me, like 2019 was a big year because it's like the Chinese New Year of like, or Chinese Year of like, completion or something. I don't know, something like that. But like, yeah. Long story short, it's just like things got to be completed now. You know what I mean? So some solo stuff, some three feet stuff, like all kinds of different things got to come to circumference. So for me, I'm just like, yo, let's push it. You know? And but for 2020, I just want to keep fanning those flames. You know? So that's really uh-huh. it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Once again, you're listening to 101.5 UMFM. We're sitting here with Dill the Giant. Yep. Shout so out to all the homies. <laughs> so, do you feel like um, you've always sort of had a similar motivation going into like your your art, or has it like been dynamic over over time?
3: Uh, I mean, it's definitely been dynamic. Like life can get in the way and stuff like that. You know mm. what I mean? Um, I'd say when I was like, you know, 15 and like at mom's crib, like in the basement, like yeah, I was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm the nicest." Like, <laughs> like, da da da. Yeah. And like, I mean, not a lot has changed, but like things have changed, you know what I mean? Like I'm not in mom's yeah. crib anymore. And like, you know, you got to get paid, you got to work, you got to provide for yourself, you know, girls are a big deal, so it's like that's a thing. <laughs> and um you know, really, you still got to just like stay sharpening your blade. You know, like stay practicing. Really, if you want it the way you want it. So, but yeah, dynamically things change.
2: <laughs> if we were to take a look into your creative process, is that like how how does that look? If you're gonna about to sit down and work on something new, like
3: it's not safe for um, work and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, it's uh, it's pretty chill. Like, um, I was able to link up with the homie today. Um, pretty pretty chill. Just like you know, wake up, hit the crib, have some coffee or whatever, you know, maybe, like, you know, do a couple stretches or something, and then, like, eat an orange or whatever and, like, rock the records, you know, <laughs> try and make something. So the process is pretty straightforward. You're just, like, you know, rapping, trying to rap flow, dub it up, ad-libs, et cetera.
4: You yeah, know? yeah. So 3P2 just dropped. Uh, this is kind of early, but what what a three P three, cause like that's look, that's a lucky number, that's the three yeah, right there. Yeah, definitely.
3: <laughs> I think that that one I'll leave to um, you know, the the, you know, just like the the homies and shit. Like I don't know, <laughs> it's too early for me to say anything, bro. <laughs> but ideally, yeah, like you know, we gotta sum it up with that third, you know.
5: Yeah. <laughs> What's good, baby?
3: <laughs> yo, Steve baby, just walked in the, the building. Brother. Shout out to the homie, you know what I'm saying? That's the brother. <laughs> Dead Riley
2: in here, Ed Riley in the building too, shout out. <laughs> is there uh, is there anyone else in the city that you guys or you personally haven't uh, haven't worked with but it's on the list?
3: Not really, like there's no one that like I like don't have <laughs> that I can't like get at, you or know in some kind of way. And like if like for real, for real, like if you you know, if you're not trying to mess with me, like that's cool, like whatever. You know, We're like, <laughs> whatever.
5: <laughs> That's all good.
3: <laughs> you know, just like, you know, just people. We all people.
4: <laughs> Any upcoming dates, you know, summer 2019. What could we do this summer?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing the Cube June 30th, actually, for that Northern Touch Music Festival right away. Um, we got, uh, like you said, Real Love July 26th to the 28th or whatever. That's going to be a good time. Um, psh- I'm not even sure. I got to check my book, bro. (laughs) But, like, yeah, you could definitely see more stuff. I got a single and a video dropping July 5th, I want to say. The project deal demo is finally about to drop July 19th. So, you know, look out for that July 19th, July 5th. Mm -hmm. Um, Come out to the shows July 26th uh, to the 28th. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We have a good time. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Big plugs.
2: And uh, you came through with a track today, right?
3: I did, yeah, I did, I did, good thing you guys reminded me Dope <laughs> Good thing, yeah Dope,
2: dope Alright, so I think it's, uh, you ready to, ready to yeah. get into that? We good for that? Yeah, we can get All
3: into right, that Alright, dope, yeah, thanks so do much up. for
2: coming through No, no and problem, for, uh, man, thank sitting you for down having doing me this Thanks bro. for asking
3: me some questions I ain't never had no questions like this asked to me before About some rapping, I uh, appreciate it Dope, <laughs> thanks man Thanks y'all, word
5: I'm trying to get what it's hitting for. Double my points so with a silky stroke. Keep the game going to the whistle, broke. Dustin never busts rest, bro. They charge to charge, them, but they dash dead Post Full storm, slow roll storm. Pump fake it till they left hook. I gotta keep this shit going. when it ain't even snowing. They shoot a shot with a storm. Run right over, keep going. Never said it would be easy, but I'm finna shoot every shot. Whether it look or not. I'm using whatever I got. Hey, give me that, give me this, give me more. I'm trying to get with this info. Getting that, getting this get though. I gotta double my body flow. Give me that, give me this info. I gotta get with this info. I gotta get what it's saying, for, I gotta get what it's saying, for, Scratch me a whip, got no license. I push it, keep driving. can tell me what's coming next. If I put it out, then it's coming back. I'm trying to mount up a hundred stacks. Challenge my obstacles, do the impossible. I get that gloppin' will get a check. Preach, dragging my feet through the street. 160 hours a week. Working that overtime till I get over my pushing and it past the line. Niggas get crossed out. My dogs are dumb out the park out. Don't bring it broad if it's dark out. Like niggas are sharks now, acting the parks. Now sendin' them acting shots if you bout it. I took a chance to tell. I got it. I'm off for dollar boy, not for profit. Give me that, give me this, give me more. I'm trying to get what it's in for. Getting that, getting this, getting dope. I'm trying to double my money flow. Give me that, give me this, give me more. I gotta get what it's in for. I gotta get what it's in for. I gotta get what it's in for. Hey, yeah. I gotta get what it's in for. I gotta get what it's in for. Trying to just double my money.
3: That's pretty much it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing but family and friends in the room. You know
5: what I mean? (laughs) Shout out to BBS Steve. That's my boy. (laughs) Appreciate y'all, man.
6: What up, what up? You're tuned into Broken Headphones. This is Studio 393's radio show slash podcast on UMFM 101.5. My name is OB or Osani Balcran. Right now we're interviewing Dr. Monica Sinclair.
7: Hello. Hey. Hey. How's it going? It's going very well, thank you.
6: Nice. You enjoy your day today?
7: Yes, I had a very full day. I'm teaching a class and it's a one week course and one more day to go.
6: So Dr. Sinclair, what kind of course is this you're teaching?
7: I'm teaching an aboriginal healing ways course.
6: As as a doctor, uh, is this your is this your main focus is teaching or do you have uh, other other sort of uh, streams of revenue or do you have like another work?
7: <laughs> my main employment is working as a researcher in the area of indigenous health.
6: Mm. Is that what you got your doctorate
7: in? No, I had my doctorate in adult ed with a focus in arts.
6: Mm. Oh okay, so yeah, th- I guess this kind of like ties into a little bit about What I love that you have a a PhD, but I'm also very focused on your art side, too. Oh, thank you. So I'm wondering, does that PhD tie into the art you do?
7: It ties in in the fact that the PhD I did was in arts-based research, and during my doctoral studies, I did a lot of art projects for my final courses. So, for example, one paper I handed in was all poetic works, so I had, Mm -hmm. I think, 23 pages of just poetry that I had written, but each line was referenced in a specific way.
6: Mm. And and what kind of art do you do? Like, that was poetry, but from the art that I've seen, I don't know how to describe it. Is it installation? Is it interactive? What would you say is your overall sort of art that you do?
7: I personally love doing what people in the art world call recycled art or environmental art. It's art that where you take found objects and you turn it into something that is beautiful. For example, you could take a plastic two-liter bottle and cut it up and make it into a flower. And the art that I do is both interactive because I try to make art that people can actually touch. It really bothers me sometimes when you go to an art gallery and there's signs all over the place that say, do not touch, do not touch. Because I think one of the things that I, I believe that art is, it's a healing component. It, it allows people to to become one with the art and to be able to feel and touch it because it's kind of like us using our senses when we look at art. And So the art that I do is for people to actually be interactive with it, to be able to attach it and to be able to look at it. And it has lots of movement to it. So I do some recycled art that's kinetic in nature. Correct
6: me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like also that the art that you do is for everyone in the sense that when you go to a gallery, you don't want to have youth or younger kids because you know that they're going to touch the pieces. But for you, art is meant to be like all generations can go so is youth a big part of the art that you do and is youth like a big part of your whole philosophy in general
7: yes it is i do art that will engage the youth i did some volunteer with west broadway youth outreach Mm. and i had a list of art projects that the youth could do and then they picked and choose what they wanted to do for 13 weeks, I think. And so my job was to get all the materials organized. And and a lot of the art that I did with the youth was very much about making jewelry <laughs> and making mm. handbags. And so it was based on their likes. And to me, that's <laughs> just wonderful that People are given a voice to say what it is they want, and then I provide the materials for them to be able to do that.
6: And were those materials found
7: materials? They were all found materials. For example, um, West Broadway Youth Outreach gets uh, these very large T-shirts from various people, and my, my they were going on a beach trip, and so I said... So you guys are going on a beach trip. Would you like to learn how to make a beach bag? And all the students were like, yes, 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 let's make a beach bag. And it requires no sewing. So it was just cutting up a t-shirt. And then and the t-shirts were all donated. So those were all found objects. And we made um, bracelets out of, what is it called, tabs from cans. So yeah, they were all found objects and things that I picked up from Arts Junction, which is a uh, a place that has free art supplies for teachers and community members.
6: So all these, s- so you have like you've done interactive and visual art, and uh, you collect all the material. Who are your inspirations for for this art that this art practice you do?
7: Uh, my greatest. inspirer Mm -hmm. (laughs) of my art has been my grandmother on my dad's side. Uh, I always remember her always talking about we have to use everything up all the time and we can't throw too much stuff out because uh, where are we going to throw all the stuff because it's going to bother the earth. and uh, That really stuck with me because now you see so much environmental damage being done to the earth and now there's all this talk about um saving our oceans because there's so much plastic happening and so yeah she inspired me because she used to recycle and make stuff so she would take jars and paint them or she would take any gifts she got she would cut them all up and then she'd make garland (laughs) so that was really cool and i remember just being so amazed by that
6: you're listening to 101.5 umfm you are tuned into broken headphones Studio 393's radio show slash podcast. This is Obi Osani. Um, I was wondering about your art and um, how... Because when I see it, it's it's interactive. There's a lot of colors. But for instance, you... If, uh, like, through <laughs> looking at your art and your art practice and how it's gone, you've gone from making things like pieces for West Broad Youth Outreach and youth to take to the beach, and then quite a few years ago, you also made birdhouses for the Winnipeg Folk Festival, and those had a lot of imagery and visuals on it. So are you the kind of artist to just stick to visual, or do you go and venture out into different mediums? And Yeah.
7: I am the type of artist who goes out in many different art forms, because when you do recycled art, there's so much out there in the world. and For example, I will pick up the old MTS wire that you see around all those telephone <laughs> booths, and I save them, and then I use them to make sculptures. And, uh, I use collage. I take old magazines and make huge collage pictures. Or I take old books, and I make them into folded book pieces and create different art doing that. So. I use whatever materials I can use, and some of it is drawing, and some of it is um, more sculpture-based, I guess you'd call it.
6: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Sinclair. Any plans for the rest of your
7: day? Any plans? I plan on doing more marking and just loving life. Amazing. Thank you for having me on the show at UMFM 101.5. And if you wanna view my art, you can go look on Facebook, Monica M O N E C A. Sinclair S I N C L A I R E. And I have l- that's that's about the only viewing pleasure you can see. I'm not much for social media, but I'm gonna learn. Stretch my abilities.
0: this is Kenneth Castile signing out for tonight thank you to all the lovely guests that came by Dr. Monica Sinclair Dilda the Giant from 3P and of course Ali Gonzalo uh, photographer and part of Ryan Winnipeg uh, for more information on Studio 393 you can visit our Instagram page at Studio underscore 393 and for more podcasts you can check out SoundCloud and you can find us under 393 Podcasts thank you very much ladies and gentlemen have a good night Adiós.